Well, welcome back to Refine the Podcast. This is take number three for me and Zane. The uh, devil is plotting. So <laughs> the first recording, we recorded a whole 30-minute podcast. And what you're going to hear in a little bit is what we recorded. Yeah. But for some reason, it cut off some of our – I don't know what happened, but it the cut off some intro, of The whole intro, like, boom. Yeah. And then – so we did a take two just a second ago. Zane didn't have his mic on. <laughs> so now – we're part three or take three, uh, but for real, welcome to Refine the Podcast, uh, those that are joining us, um, and I'm sitting here, if you didn't already know, and hear the laugh, it is Zane Henderson, he's in the house, the he one is only. back from a long, long summer, um, which he's been back, but yeah. this is the first time we've been able to sit down and do a podcast, and uh, Logan doesn't even know we're uh, recording this today. <laughs> Um, so he'll find out what is this and i think we actually say that in in the recording that you guys are going to hear but um anyway zane i'm gonna let you let the audience know what you've been up to and we'll go from there huh yeah man so about the beginning of august i went to mobile south alabama and uh it was really really cool uh it was a a whole different like experience and like what i experienced Mm -hmm. um and North Carolina at Ridgecrest uh, is a lot smaller scale, so therefore it's more time for intentional relationships to be built. Now, for those that don't know, Zane did huge camps. Yeah, yeah. All summer. I failed to mention that. That's on me. Yeah. Um, for the long-time listeners, they knew, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what huge camps is, is uh, it's just an organization through Lifeway that um, opens up, I believe it's 25 different locations throughout the United States. Uh, this is just an opportunity for the youth to be involved and to uh, – seeking out what it is to do mission work uh, in your local community and uh, we have people travel from all different states go to different locations so um, if that's going out to working at your local food banks to going to um, ymcas to shelters to um, you know just helping elderly people with yard work um, those are all different types of ministry that are involved in that organization but this man just burped right man. into the mic. Hey, <laughs> Stop, man. You'll forgive him. God bless yeah, him. He, yeah. uh, we just ate some barbecue. We had yeah, a little yeah. event after so Our bellies are full. Our bellies are full. <laughs> that oh, and them gosh. hugs, man. Them things. Mm, yeah. No. Yeah, the hook. Yeah. For, yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> hooks that he's referring to, the juice, and you guys might know what we're talking about. You might not. But the juice, it's like comes in a little, it looks like a barrel. Yeah. And my favorite thing to do with them is you poke a tiny hole at the top of it, and it'll it'll squirt yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. It's like the Gatorade. It's like those, you know, those Gatorade that has like the nozzle. That oh, turn. the twist tops. Dude, yeah, yeah. Come no, on, it's a, that's yeah. the Lord's yeah. nectar. Ne- <laughs> it's good. Talk about a throwback, man. <laughs> Golly, dude. But yeah, so Zane's been gone. He uh. He's been gone, but he had a good good summer. Yeah, he had a good report. I believe. Uh, uh I believe like week seven. It, it seems like. Even last year to this year, week seven has always been good. Um, I mean, it's the Lord's completion That's number. That's the Lord's you know number right there. Yep. Um, we was in, um, was it Pineville, Louisiana? It was a really cool week. Uh, it was a lot smaller scaled, and uh, we went to Louisiana College. Um, and through that week, man, I just felt like I wasn't getting through to anybody. I was kind of like, you know, like, mm. what's going on here type thing. And I was just doubting a lot, um, just like another. And, uh, I just remember in that moment in that week that I, I took a step back and I went to the like balcony and I watched the services from the balcony and it's kind of like getting to see the vulnerability in the students, uh, especially some of the ones I was having like in them except Christ truly. 
Uh, and just seeing that transformation that took place and seeing them that they wanted to become bold in their faith and like they wanted to get baptized. So it's really cool. There's a girl that was obedient, wanted to get baptized there at camp. We had a big old swimming pool. And now the act of her obedience, like 27 other kids got yeah. baptized. And like just to be there in that moment, yeah. like a, a pool room full of 100 and some people, like it was just, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's unmatched to put it that way. So it was really, really cool. There's something about, and I, I've seen this time and time again, and I know you have, but if one person responds, mm-hmm. it usually is like a domino effect, man. Like it's something about seeing a brother or a sister or just one of your friends or, um, you know, even a leader, if they are vulnerable about what mm-hmm. they're going through, what they're struggling with, and they, or they decide, you know, to accept Christ, they decide right. to repent and ultimately accept Christ. Like usually it's like a domino effect like that. Right. I know I saw on um, on social media, and we're going to watch The Blind tonight, which yeah. is the story about so Phil stoked. Robertson. Um, and I saw Phil posted, um, it was a showing they had done of the movie. And mm-hmm. one person after the movie decided to accept Christ, and they baptized. They stopped counting at 20, but they baptized and, you know, and 20, 20 plus people were saved after the movie. And like, right. But it, all it took was one person responding right. and... You know, it makes people feel, I guess, more apt to respond. I don't yeah. know, more confident. I think what's really cool about that, too, is, like, the moment that you brought up, just, like, the act out of one person being obedient. Like, the first thing that popped in my mind was Jesus. And mm-hmm. um, just thinking that, like, he was obedient to what God called him to do. And now the obedience there, the effect that he's had on thousands and thousands of people to come to generations and generations and like now we get to see like what truly our hope is um Mm -hmm. i don't know it's just it's been really really cool because as i've gotten home and i've done um self-reflection in a sense of like all right where do i stand and so my relationship with the lord but also instead of me being so focused on the next season of life what it truly means to take what you have now in the present captive um i think i've missed a mark a lot of going and going and going and going and going um and the sense of that too is like running from my problems at home but mm-hmm. um i think that the lord's revealing to me that it's time to like kind of like face those but also through that knowing that like my fears my doubts uh all these different things i carry i can truly take that to him um so that kind of brings us to like psalms 34 that um, this passage uh, in Psalms 34, actually the whole chapter, it's just been something that's been real dear to my heart, especially these past couple months. But uh, Psalms 34, verse 4, it says, I sought the Lord, and He heard me, and He delivered me from all my fears. And just going down, even in the verse 8, it talks about, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in Him. And then we see over here where it talks about how the Lord says that, uh, his ears are open and he hears the cries. And I think oftentimes that, you know, since we physically can't see the Lord, um, we intend to put our trust and our hope and our faith in things that we can physically see because we see it there. Um, but we know that's not where our hope and our trust comes from. But I think in the moment it's easy for us to do that. Um, but along the lines of you want that true fulfillment, that peace, that joy, that happiness, the, you know, the true overwhelming love of the father that wraps his arms around us. Like if we take in consideration that 
we are the only creation that God has ever put his hands on, and he hand-created us. Uh, that in itself speaks so much volume, knowing that he's not going to leave you just out there in the cold. He, he's coming for you with arms open yeah. wide. But it's a matter of you taking that first step and bringing him and allowing your pride to be set to the side and that humbleness to come to him. I think there's a lot of courage and boldness in that, mm-hmm. knowing that you're in such a place where, hey, like, I know I'm struggling here, but I, this is who I know that's carry, already carried the way of the world, and they've carried it for me, so I don't have to do it, but it's yeah. a matter of coming to them so they can deliver me from that. Well, I think that's the beauty behind Christianity, um, and I hate to even call it Christianity, right? Um, but it's the, just the beauty behind what Christ has done because, you know, you I don't like to refer – to Christianity as a religion right. per se, um, just because religion just gets a bad rap. I mean, it just does. But that's the beauty behind the God that me and you serve mm-hmm. in, in Christ is that you know me and you know both know that there's nothing we can do to earn our way towards right. heaven and earn our way towards a relationship with with God. Um, we both know and have realized the situation that we're in because of our sin, and we both have you know, recognize and acknowledge the fact that we're in need of someone to come and step in our place and be holy and be sinless and be perfect. And me and you both know, and I hope that you know that they're listening to this, that like we cannot do that on our own power. No. And and that's what's required of us by God. God requires us to be holy and perfect. and He can't be near sin. Right. But thankfully, Christ has done it for us. Yeah, and literally all we have—I mean, he makes it really easy, but we like to make it hard. Uh, it's so hard. All we have to do is accept him. Yeah, and that's it. And then after that, he does the work inside of us. Yeah, in from the inside out. It's a beautiful old worship song, but he does the work inside of us, and it changes us. You know, from the inside out. Yeah, and that's the beauty about the guy that we serve. It is. I think sometimes that um, also like even in our own walks of our relationship with the Lord, um, we intend to overwhelm ourselves so much because we're saying, well, how many podcasts can I listen to? I need to listen to just straight um, worship music. I need to spend three, four hours in the Bible every day, like read the verses. Like all these things are fine and they're great things, but if you pile all this on top of you and you're not gaining anything but knowledge for yourself versus growth in a relationship and truly seeing what the words like revealing in front of you truly who the identity of jesus is and what he's done then we've missed a point uh i know there's been several times where um, especially me being younger in my walk and trying to tell people about the gospel i can reflect on times that i know i overcomplicated it like mm-hmm. i know without a shadow of doubt and i like I leave that conversation, you know, going home, whatever, yeah. and I sit there and I think about a conversation. I was like, Zane, you, you overcomplicated the gospel. It's so simple, but yet so powerful. Um, but, you know, like through that, like I've seen the Lord, you know, allow fruit to be produced through that of the seeds that's been planted mm-hmm. uh, to people coming into the Lord and all glory to Him for them opportunities. But just in the moments, it's just like, dang, like we need to slow down on life sometimes instead of us trying to feel somebody with so much knowledge tell them the simple truth you know um i think that's what happens often a lot of times we get overwhelmed by you know it doesn't even have to be with scripture but 
you know, we want to learn something about a pair of shoes. Like, we're going to do all this research. We want to learn something about, like, somebody that's a gardener. They want to learn, like, what fertilizers to use, how to prune their bushes, like, all these different things that gets to a point where they don't even really get to enjoy what they're doing because they're so focused on gaining so much knowledge yeah. so like they don't get to sit in the present and see the fruit come to life so, yeah oh that's good yeah i think that i'm very guilty of that and i think most of us would agree that a lot of times we read because we're trying to learn yeah. um you know just for ourselves and we we don't realize that what we're reading you know the words that are coming off of the the pages is the word of god and it's revealing his character to us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that that in turn helps us grow our relationship with them. But it's about relationship and it's not about puffing ourselves up with knowledge like the Pharisees and the religious leaders that we read about that, um, you know, like Nicodemus right. and John 3, when Jesus is sitting down talking, having a conversation with them, you know, it's he had all this knowledge, but he missed the simple truth that, I was just t- fixing to talk about that verse, so I couldn't remember where it was. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's like Nicodemus in John 3, which, I mean, I could just turn to it, but we talked about it last Sunday in a Bible study we were doing. But, um, you know, John three sixteen is the verse that everybody knows. Everybody. For God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son. Right. Everyone knows that verse, but, you know, people forget that this is a conversation that Jesus is having with a religious leader who had a ton of knowledge. Right. But he had so much knowledge about the Old Testament, but yet he missed the most important thing about the Old Testament, and that was the Old Testament was pointing towards Jesus. Yeah. And that's what I think we're kind of talking about here is yeah. we overcomplicate it. Yeah. And the gospel is very simple. And I know that Paul says, and he writes, that you know our the gospel to the world is, is foolish. But to us, it's it's what saves us. It's what gives mm-hmm. us hope. It's what you know. It's what gives us life. Honestly, right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that we just we do so many religious things. <laughs> we pile it on. We do, man. So podcast. Many. Even this. I mean, even this podcast. Like, if you're listening to this, and you know, you're listening to it for just your own. You would- we completely missed the point of uh, what the Lord's trying to do to us and or through us uh, for other people. And like Wes was saying that, you know, the world might look at it and be like, oh, it's just, this is goofy. Um, but through that, you continue to show them love and continue to show them grace. And eventually, what's stirring in them is going to want to seek out what's in you truly. And that's an mm-hmm. opportunity for you to present that gospel. Now, um, let's say statistically it takes seven times for someone to hear the gospel for them to accept it. Once again, it's it's number the seven. Number. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's the number seven again. With that, like, don't count it as an L. Count it as one step closer as um, you know, someone coming to know the Lord. And in them moments, like, you can't change the heart you didn't create. Um, so with that, just allow the Lord to continue to work. And when you do so, um, it's truly amazing because once they have that supernatural encounter with Jesus, um, there's going to be nothing else like it. They're just going to be able to like, wow, like this is where I truly find that peace, that joy, uh, that peace that surpasses all understanding regardless yeah. of the circumstances that are taking place. Um, I'm seeing that currently lived out in my own life that it doesn't make sense of the things that are going on, but yet I get to see the Lord and see how good and how great He is regardless of what's taking place. Yeah, and I'm trying to find... The verse two kind of gives you a little 
um, kind of lets you kind of rest in the fact that we're called to share the gospel and what happens after that is not on us. And there's a quote that I, I might've said it on here before, but um, we're responsible to people, but not for people. Um, and what that means is we're responsible to share the gospel and to tell people about what Christ has done for us on our behalf. But what they do with that information and what they do with the knowledge that Christ came to save, um, what they do with that is not, we're not responsible for their decision. Yeah. A lot of times we beat ourselves up when we pour so much into somebody and they don't accept Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and John 6, verse 44 it says, no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up on the last day. So unless someone is drawn by the Holy Spirit, there's nothing we can do. Right. Um, and the Holy Spirit is is the one who's going to draw them closer yeah. and is the one that's going to convict them of their sin, and that's going to be the one that ultimately causes them to make that decision for Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're just called to plant seeds. Yeah, we talk about it all the time. Plant the seeds. Plant the seeds. Um, it's kind of how Gabe was talking about this morning. Him and his sister would spit them watermelon seeds <laughs> yeah. everywhere. Yeah, he, he taught. Our pastor talked about how when he was younger, he they would spit watermelon seeds, and um, you know, over the course of a few months, the it would start to grow. But eventually, you know, they would they would cut it off, but it would it would only grow to like the size of like a baseball. Right, and they would eat it, and it would taste terrible. <laughs> um, but really, his whole point was is we have to be rooted. Yeah. Um, you know, the gospel needs to be so deeply implanted into us and rooted in our lives that if someone does come in contact with us and we do get the opportunity to share the gospel with somebody, you know, it's not fake. Right. Um, we're deeply rooted in what Christ has done for us and, and our love for Christ and our relationship. And in turn, you know, it causes people to kind of wonder like, and there is something different about that guy or girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, we know it's just because we're deeply rooted and in love with, with who Jesus is. But sometimes they don't really know. They don't know what's going on inside of us. They just notice that we have a lot more joy and peace than right. than most people. And it'll be evident, you know, as the Lord calls us to be the light of the world. If we live in a world that's full of darkness and if we say that, you know, the Lord is the light into our paths, you know, um, he directs each and every one of our steps. We get to sit there and we reflect in such a way where as we become that image bearer of Christ, he is shining his light through us. And people see that, um, you know, where you're slow to anger. Once again, you have peace, you have joy, you have hope. Um, the way that you carry yourself, the things that you entertain, the things that you don't, um, people are like, man, like, what's different about you? Um, and then boom. That's an opportunity there. You can share the gospel and what Jesus has done, but also, too, like, your testimony is the gospel. It's where the Lord has interceded on your behalf and delivered you from the old life that you used to live. Um, And and delivered you from all your fears, like Psalm 34 tells us. Um, And, you know, verse 6 in Psalm 34, it says, The poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all of his troubles. And I think for, for like my own personal life, I was talking to somebody today at a get-together we were having um, after church. And, you know, just part of my my story is, you know, I was at a point where I was at rock bottom. Um, 
and I kind of come to the end of myself and I was so stressed out about so many different things and so stretched thin and I had gotten so stressed and so anxious that I developed stomach polyps that, you know, eventually could develop into cancer if you don't take care of them. And I ended up having a you know procedure done to get them taken out. And at that point I accepted Christ after that procedure a couple months later and I didn't have any stomach problems anymore. Um, they just went away and truthfully, you know, the Lord healed me from all of that anxiety and the stress that I was facing. Um, and ultimately it ended up healing my stomach. Um, that's just one example of like, he delivered me from my troubles. I Mm. I sought after him. He heard me and he answered and he healed me. Um, that, I don't know, dude, that, like I told you earlier, when we were sitting out there talking, kind of like trying to figure out what to even talk about. And I was telling Wesley, I said, for the past two or three months, Psalms 34, it's just been every single time that something happens to, you know, a tragedy taking place or the transition in between jobs and coming back from camp and trying to like stress and worry about all these things that deadlines I have to meet to, you know, I got to make this certain amount of money to get through this month, all these different things. It feels like every single thing has been piling up and every single time it does i sought the lord and he heard and he delivered me and i just like i can't get that out of my head that's like one of the things that the lord talks about how uh when we read verses that he'll write them on a tablet of our hearts Mm -hmm. i think that's a verse that you know maybe i've heard a hundred times but yet now that like i've truly experienced something through a season that i've been able to um really relate to that verse is like one of the things it's like boom like now i truly get it versus yeah. just singing a song mm-hmm. just to sing it but like now we get to look at that song as an answered prayer in a sense yeah um, you tasted and you saw that the lord is good verse eight blessed is the man who takes refuge in him it's like we we sought refuge in him because yeah. we didn't know who else to turn to and we didn't know what else to turn to so we sought we sought refuge in him and you know he delivered us and mm-hmm. it, and i think the verse 10 it says the young lions suffer want and hunger but those who seek the lord lack no good thing mm-hmm. like come on now like dude it's it's truly amazing because like if we take in consideration and we reflect on life and what life is in general uh we look at it and we see that life is a quest um but it's a matter of like what we're seeking out through that quest and what the quest truly is and the ultimate goal of this quest is that People are searching to find God. They're searching to find this true fulfillment, this hole that only Jesus Christ himself can fill. They're seeking that out, you know. We see that people seek out things through, you know, gratification from Instagram or Facebook, social media, to relationships, to drugs, to, like, it doesn't matter because we see that time and time and time again that all these things are dissolving like snow and they'll turn to dust we see that everything is temporary i got a iphone 11 in the next three or four years i'll have an iphone 20 out you know i just got the iphone 15 and i'm like yeah you know i say it perishes it doesn't it doesn't hold that true value like jesus does and um i think the more that we start to show people love unconditional love regardless of hey they stole something from me or they called me the name or they looked at me like that like 
put your pride to the side, you know, reality yeah. of it all. Um, because if Jesus is woke up, woke you up today, he has purpose for you. And not only that, but his grace is sufficient because he woke you up. Um, and I think we missed a point there as well, knowing that, hey, like he's given me another opportunity, not only to come to him, but like his grace is poured upon me. He's mm-hmm. given me another opportunity of life. And I think that we expect the Lord's grace and we abuse it a lot. Um, but yet when it comes to someone else doing us wrong, we're like, oh, like, yeah. what's up, dude? You know, and like that other person that done you wrong didn't go on a cross and die for you. Mm-hmm. That's where we miss the mark as well because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Um, he's the one that gives life. He's the one that breathes life into us. I mean, we can go on and on and on. It says back in the book of Genesis where he said he, he picked up dust from the ground and he yeah. breathed life into us. Like every single breath that we have is from him and from him alone. And it's just one of the things that we've, in the world that we live in today, there's so much entitlement and pride that goes before everything. And so we don't show people that love, that independency of where, hey, I can do everything on, I don't need nobody. Jesus didn't make it, or yeah, it didn't create us to be such a way where we're so independent that, hey, we don't need nobody. No, like, yeah. we're supposed to have community. That's why we go to church, why we can grow in our relationship to be able to serve communities and communities well at that. Yeah. I think, <laughs> I wish I, I was trying to pull it up. Uh, I, I did a PowerPoint, which is funny to say that. Let's go. <laughs> but we did a Bible study a couple uh, Sundays ago, and I did a PowerPoint just talking about how creation demands there be a creator that there is so many intricate details about creation that there has to be a creator and there has to be a god yeah and someone who put this into motion and you talked about the dust and i wish i had the powerpoint pulled up so i could read off everything but the dust is mainly for there's a ton of different um you know elements so like the, sure. the periodic table or whatever there's a ton of different elements that are inside of dust, but there's six main ones. And those same six main elements make up 99% of the human body. Whoa, that's crazy. Blew my mind when I saw that and wow. I read that. Because, you know, I mean, yeah, you, you read that, that, yeah, we're formed out of dust, but you don't really, you know, think about, okay, is there evidence to this? Yeah. But Thomas Ross is the one that actually texted me and told me I need to look into it. And I did, and sure enough, it's like every element that is inside of dust <laughs> is makes up 99% of our human body. And that's, that is crazy. That's wild, you know? I mean, that, that's really crazy. But, you know, it, it shouldn't take us having all this crazy evidence for us to trust in, in who God is. Um, and you can look around just in creation. You can look at the mountains. You can look at the moon, right. the stars. You can look around at your friend, your brother, your sister, and you can know that there has to be a creator. Right. And there has to be someone who put this into motion. Um, you know, we, we all the time are like wanting signs and we want yeah. these blessings and things. But, I mean, if you just look around, yeah, there's evidence. So, I, well, for y'all that are listening, y'all obviously can't see this picture. But yesterday I went to help my grandparents cut down a big old tree, like in their yard. Yeah. And like the whole time I'm sitting here cutting this down, I'm like, Lord, I want to see the gospel through this. And like. It is nuts what I'm fixing to show you, but um, like can, that was in yeah. one of the logs that I cut down. Oh my goodness! And like that in itself doesn't okay. get any better. I'm gonna do my best to describe this <laughs> for those that are watching on YouTube. 
which really it's just listening. But if you're on YouTube at this point, uh, I'm going to put this picture on the YouTube channel. But inside of this tree trunk that Zane cut down, it is a cross in the middle of it. I mean, it's just like a I mean, it's just straight up as yeah. clear as day cross. That is insane. I, I mean, like, I was like, oh my goodness. Wow. You know, and once again, like, I've, it's crazy, you know, like you said, we're always looking for a sign. And I feel like we limit the Lord so much. Um, and it's crazy because I, I'll put it to you like this. I heard this podcast the other day. And I was listening to him and he was talking about a lion at the zoo. And he was talking about how um, lions at the zoo, we don't fear them because they're in a cage. So they got limits upon them, right? But if it was the experience that lion in the wilderness, we would fear that lion because there's no limits to his capabilities and yep. his power uh, and the things that would take place there. So then we, we take that and we tie it back to our relationships with the Lord. When we put limits on the Lord, it's because, hey, like, uh, you're limited to this, so I can fear you in these aspects of things, but I can't fear you here. But yet, when we truly give the Lord our all and we allow Him to truly take place, that's when we become fearful. Mm. That's when we're like, hey, like, crap, I don't know what's going to happen, but like, I know that your hand is in this. And that's really what's cool about walking by faith. We see oftentimes, there were, like you said, we need a sign, but people are like, how can you believe in something you can't see? Well, once yeah. again, every single day that we wake up, like, you're breathing and we can't see the wind or the air but we see the effects of it we see that blows the trees we can Mm -hmm. feel it um it's the same thing with jesus man yeah and i I think what i want to do at some point maybe it might be the next episode maybe it'll be down the line but i would love to uh, just talk about that study that we did a couple weeks ago yeah Uh, zane i don't think zane was able to be there no so i think it'd be good just to to talk about it again but one of the verses i use and we'll kind of wrap it up romans 1 It says, For what can be known about God is plain to them, because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world and the things that have been made, so they are without excuse. For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, Mm -hmm. but they became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Wow. So for us, as Believers in Christ, or if you're listening and you're an unbeliever, God has revealed himself through his creation. Yeah. And the heavens declare the glory of God. The earth declares the glory of God. The mountains, the the fact that you're breathing. If you yeah. look at your friend or somebody sitting beside you right now, their body is a miracle. <laughs> and so we're without excuse. We are, dude. We are very much without excuse, and, and we say, you know, there's no evidence. But God clearly has told us in his word that there is evidence and that we are without excuse. And all he wants us to do is accept him. Right. Look around, realize there is a creator, and there is someone who has a purpose for my life, and accept that. Yeah. And then after that, let him do the work. Let's say, like i saying, scientifically proven that nothing can come from nothing. So therefore, like, we just wake up one day and be like, oh, we got a brand new iPhone. Mm-hmm. Like, no, there has to be a creator that does it with shoes, with vehicles, all these different things. So, I, I well, mean. I think what we'll do is we'll do a whole episode <laughs> just about that just because I think it's so cool. Yeah. Um, but, man, love you, Zane. Appreciate you. Um, we're glad to have Zane back in town. Even though he's been back in town for a long time, we just hadn't. He's been really busy since he got home. 
Um, yep. But we're glad Zane's back, and we miss Logan. Shout out Logan. He doesn't even know we're recording this right now. <laughs> um, he'll know when we. He'll say, know when we post hey. it. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, we do. We love you guys, and we're uh, just thankful you chose to to listen to us this long. And uh, as always, uh, let us know how we can be praying for you. Um, and yeah, any last words, Zane? Hey, give the Lord the glory, man. Yep, <laughs> give him the glory, and yeah. we will uh, we'll talk to you next time. See you.